630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Devils leading the Canadians 4-3. Eight and a half minutes left in the second period. That is the only NHL game tonight. Saints leading the Falcons 7-0 early second quarter. U.S. Thanksgiving this afternoon. Bills over the Cowboys 26-15. Bears beat the Lions 24-20. Oilers practiced today. Ryan Nugent Hopkins not on the ice. Here's head coach Dave Tippett. Nuge had a little procedure this week, and he's... Uh... I don't think he's available this weekend, but uh, early next week is a possibility for him. And he's been bothered by this for some time? It's been a little bit of a nagging thing for, for a few weeks here, yeah. So just it was the time that before it got any worse, we decided that it was the, the right time to make sure we uh, took care of it. And hopefully a week or 10 days will do that and, uh, and he'll be back at it. Chris Russell didn't practice today, suffered a cut ear last night in Colorado. He is expected to play on the weekend. We'll see about Alex Jason. He had some tests done this afternoon. Hey, this is uh, pretty exciting. We got the 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous Teddy Bear Toss game on December 7th at Roger Place. This is, of course, for the Edmonton Oil Kings. Now, this is an opportunity not just to go to the game, but 630 Ched is giving one lucky listener the chance to join the volunteers at ice level. Go to the 630 Shed contest page right now to enter for this exclusive ice level experience. Greg Reynolds from Kissing Country 103.9. Hey, bud. Me in studio. Like those, uh, those videos, whenever you see, uh, I've been at Teddy Bear Toss Games. Like it's, it's incredible. It's the, so I've only ever, ever been to one and it was about two years ago and it was the most fun I've ever had at a hockey game. And I had one of the most awkward moments I've ever had with a stranger as well. Oh my goodness. What happened? Well, so... <laughs> You know how, so they rain down on you, right? Yes. And you so kind of have... helping to pick up or were you throwing? I was doing both. No, oh. no, I wasn't. I was throwing but helping to pick up the ones that came from uh, up high. Oh, you right? weren't on the ice with the no, 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 no. people, but yeah, okay. That's too stressful. No, I was in the audience. My <laughs> parents came up. They did a whole thing. It was oh, so sweet. much fun. It was great. And so they come raining down and you kind of have to pass them forward towards the ice, right? You could kind of toss them. And somebody tossed this four-foot, like, Costco-sized bear. And I'm like, this thing is huge. And so I try to chuck it, but I'm not a great athlete. And it goes about three rows ahead and to the right. And this lady in slow motion turns around just in time for it to hit her right in the face. And I was like, I'm sorry. It was awkward. Was she upset? She didn't seem to like me a lot, but she didn't say anything well, rude Well, it's a big me. soft bear. In the face. <laughs> and it was it was a giant soft bear, actually. But it is cool. Like I remember getting it on video and slowing it down to slow motion and just watching those things just flood the ice, and it stops the game for about 10 minutes. But yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's fun. It's fun. And uh, every everything going to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, so that's pretty cool. And on Monday, I'm actually going to the news conference where the Oil Kings are going to unveil their jerseys for the teddy bear toss. Oh, I like those. They created quite the kerfuffle last year because they had the actual. It was. It looked like a teddy bear in a jersey. I mean, yeah. They simulated the fur and they had a little tail on the back of the jersey and all that. So, and I've heard this year is going to stand out quite a bit as well. The more outrageous and outlandish you get, 
is what I like. It's like it's like minor league baseball doing all their weird stunts, right? Just to gain right. a little bit of attention. I love that kind of stuff. All right, it's good to see you, Greg. Uh, you, you are a frequent contributor to Inside Sports, so we haven't had you up in a while because you've uh, you've been a busy young man. Well, last time you were to have me on, I was like, I don't know if it's going to happen. My wife's super right. pregnant. We'll see what happens. And we had it scheduled. Supposed to being just pregnant. <laughs> she was super pregnant. She was, she was ready da, to blow, man. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and we we had it planned. It was a it was a Thursday night in September, and you're like, well, come on tomorrow night. And I said, I'll I'll come. And then I texted you, and I was like, I'm at the hospital. We're having a baby. I'm not going to be there tonight. So. It was, was supposed like, to happen yeah. a couple months ago. I was ago. like, okay, we'll do it over the phone. Yeah, so I, I, I left my wife there. I came in. No, but no, yeah. he did not. No, I did not. So you had a, a child. What, what variety of child did you have? Uh, a human one. A child. <laughs> human child. <laughs> no, I yeah. Step one t- checked off. A little baby girl. Her name is Peyton. Now, why did you name your baby Peyton? Because my favorite football player of all time is Peyton Manning, baby. That is going to be our off-topic topic on the text line, Ooh. 780-496-0063. Have you or anybody close to you named a child after an athlete? If so, obviously, who? And was this done with the consent of both people, <laughs> the mother and the father? Did maybe one of the two, probably the father, Dad sneaks do, away and signs the birth have certificate. Have to do a little bit of convincing. Yeah. How did the rest of the family? But don't feel text about in it? if the name is Tom or Brady after Tom Brady, because I don't want to. I don't want to have. No, that applies. This. No, that applies. not not for this one. Doesn't. No, I, I wonder don't. how many Connors have been a, a born in the last four years. Guarantee. I think it's quite a few. So it was kind of funny because I I for my. Most of my adult life, all I can remember is loving the Colts, loving Peyton Manning, blah, blah, blah. And so when my wife and I started dating, I was like, just so you know, if this lasts and if we have a child, I've already decided my first child will be named Peyton. Oh, you had decided that long ago. Way before, yeah. you guys have been, what, married, what, three years at least? No, only a year and a half. Well, you've been married a year and a half. We've been together like eight and a half years. Well, yeah, because we've talked before, because you guys were different cities for a while. Yeah, we did a lot of long distance. So even, so at the height of Peyton Manning's career, this was not once he retired. No, no, no. To all name a child. No, I always knew. You've are that's insane (laughs) in a good way, right? Not creepy. Greg Reynolds joining (laughs) us on (laughs) his No, uh, okay, insane's a bad choice of words, but that's that's dedicated. But that's, she was that's really dedicated. The best part was she was on board. She's like, I actually really like that name, so we'll make it happen. Oh, good, okay. And we were actually very happy. That it became a girl's name because I, I really like Peyton for a girl. Peyton for a guy is great, but I didn't want my son to have the giant forehead like him and all that. But, so Peyton for a girl. <laughs> that's, that's great. Peyton for a girl is it, it makes me pretty happy. So, uh, oh, somebody writes it. I have an 11 year old grandson who is named Peyton. Yeah, more Manning fans. Uh, oh, somebody writes in. OMG, my cousin named her son Gretzky. I'm not even joking. That's a cool name. I actually give a that as a as a first name. Yeah. Middle name, yeah. Cuz you, you I mean, you wouldn't you you see a lot of Waynes and a lot of I like different names like that. Norman a combine who's a frequent texter, always happy to hear from Norman. He says, "Hey, read my oldest son is named Garen. It's spelled different, but it's named after Billy Garen. This this is kind of cool. The spelling is G A R Y N. So like Gary with an N, but it's Garen. But again, I like these unique twists a twist, on first yeah. names, right? Like, man, I went to school with like 17 Scots, a bunch of Tylers, some Michaels, some Chris's, mm-hmm. and now you get Gretzky's and Garen's and Peyton's, and it's awesome. 
All right, so I if you get, were I, to name your first child, if you ever have a kid, if you were to name I, your which kid, I won't at this. I, at this point, I won't. So well, this is totally hypothetical. There's still a possibility. I'm it's sure. Highly unlikely. Okay, mistake. Things happen, but um, if you were to name your child after a athlete, what name would you go with? Oh, I've never even thought about that. That's what I'm here for. Uh, Secretariat. <laughs> It's actually Seabiscuit. Oh, even better. Seabiscuit, Will. Oh, that's great. I love that name. It's beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Imagine that conversation. So, honey, just so you know, I'm a big horse racing fan, and I've already decided that uh, if you and I stay together and never procreate, (laughs) uh, I really like the name Seabiscuit. Well, it's such a cute, when you shorten it, it's like you can call her Bisky or Sea, whatever you want to do. So, uh, all right, so... Is your wife uh, a sports fan? Uh, yeah, she's more of an athlete than I am. I mean, oh, she, really? Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. She was a college athlete, a high school athlete, basketball, volleyball, whatever she could play. Is she, she, did is she play. into the NFL, though? Or was she like Peyton what? Sorry? Yeah, she's not a huge NFL guy. She was raised going to CFL huge games. NFL guy. <laughs> yeah, girl, whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> she's. <laughs> um, she was raised more so going to CFL games and, and cheering for the CFL. So, and. She, it kind of drives her nuts on Sundays when I lay around doing nothing because I'm watching NFL all day. So I think I've tainted the NFL for her. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's on all day on Sundays yes. and then on Thursdays and then playoff time on Saturdays. And it starts to drive her a little bit nuts because I, I'm so very addicted to it. How does how do the grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins feel about Peyton? They love the name. Yeah. They, well, I mean, nobody's ever going to come up to me and be like, that's a dumb name. But well, we have might. had... They might. I probably would have said that. <laughs> it would have been very... Seabiscuit, huh? It's a great name. Uh, no, everybody has been very... I, I feel like if you don't like a name, you would just be like, oh, what a beautiful baby. Yeah, her name's Peyton. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah. Or but everybody a is name. Yeah. A lot of people have gone out of their way to say, we really love the name. So... Yeah. I, I, I actually do. When, when you first told me Peyton, I didn't even originally connect Peyton Manning. I just yeah. thought, oh, that's cool. So I'm going to sit It's like up. it's a unique name, but it's not like... Uh, Pluto or something. Sure. Like, like, you know, I don't know why I said Pluto, but it's not like... It's not Seabiscuit. Starburst or something. That's actually a good name. That would be a good name. Only the pink one. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you go ask for Halloween, Starburst? Uh, I went as a Starburst candy, actually. I I literally have one option. Just dressed up in a a wrapper. (laughs) All right, Greg Reynolds is uh, in studio. He's upstairs from Kissing Country 103.9. What are you on there? What's your hours again? Two to seven. Two two to seven. Great show. Thank you. It's a great show. You listen all the time, I know. Yeah, I really do. What did I talk about today? Well, you played a lot of country songs. I did do that. You were listening. I was was tuned in. great. (laughs) We're back after the break. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers, representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Reed Wilkins, along with Greg Reynolds, he has made the long journey up the stairs here. Kissing Country 103.9 host, and uh, we were talking a little bit about his, uh, his. how, how old is Peyton? Uh, almost three months. She'll oh. be three months a week from today. Named after Peyton Manning. So we asked you to text in, do you or anybody close to you have a, a child named after an athlete? 
and you can also elaborate if you want what was the the spouse the family reaction yeah. to that name uh sam g writes in sam g's a loyal listener to the show says hey reed i have a co-worker named his son tom brady sorry to your guest he didn't want to hear about tom brady uh this texture says i have a 20 year old named tiger oh i like that not surprised to hear that should have we should have thought of that. now but do you think that kid's real name is eldrick and goes by tiger oh good point or is What's it actually tiger? again a taunt t-o-n-t <laughs> i think that's tiger's i'm just a name. country music radio dj I know Eldrick. Don't push me out of my boundaries. Uh, I believe his n- middle name is Taunt, T-O-N-T. Hang on a second. Uh, my favorite part of the show was when Reed Googled yeah, stuff. Eldrick Taunt. <laughs> his, middle, his middle name is T-O-N-T, Eldrick Taunt Woods. And, of course, we know him as Tiger. Uh, this texture says, my cousin on the other side of the family named his son Crosby. Oh, I see. I, and, again, I like that as a first name. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Someone has sent me a picture of the Seabiscuit Cafe. We can get photos now on our text line. So there you go. That's dangerous that you can get photos on oh, your text somebody, line. Oh, somebody's taking a shot at you. Uh-oh. Yikes. Naming a girl after a male football player to each their own. Yeah, well. Let me explain that. I don't really care about your opinion, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> Allie says, uh, Allie says, I had twins in 2008. Had they both been boys, their dad and I had decided to give them middle names after hockey players. One would have been Zuboff, my pick. The other would have been Curry, their dad's pick. That's interesting. I like those. See, it's interesting. Uh, I had an ex-co-worker who named their kid Oilton after the Oilers. So, like, oil with T-O-N on it. Oilton. That's unique. It we'll, is we'll unique. That's unique. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah, unique. yeah, 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 yeah. There might be a bar one day named Oil. There was Oil City for a bit. Yeah, yes, there right? was. Could be an Oilton down the road. Could be an Oil. Welcome to Oiltons. <laughs> the old prospector. <laughs> that would be a good, good name for an establishment. That's what I'm here for. So, uh, you, you know, have you thought about? I know your your child is extremely young. Have you have you thought? Do you start thinking like, oh, it, am I gonna get her into organized sports? Am I gonna 100%. see what she likes? I, I want her to do as much or as little as she wants to do. Um, like I said, her mom was a big athlete, still is very athletic, plays a lot of indoor outdoor soccer for you know co-ed teams and stuff like that. And I genuinely think that. Sports as a kid is so important. It it builds a community around you. It maybe you can't find any friends at school, but hey, you got your team. Mm-hmm. It gets you to know different people. It gets you to know organization. It gets you to know structure, leadership, all these different intent. Like I don't even. I was awful at hockey, but I learned a lot of things from being a hockey player. I just think I, I don't care what she does, whether it's hockey, soccer, whatever she wants to do, as long as it's something. I think it's better than just sitting around and watching Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what Dad does all the time. I mean, that's what you do. Yes. Do as I say, not as I do. That's, that's incredible. All right, uh, we will. We'll talk, uh, and you can keep t- uh, texting seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You are a fan of the Indianapolis Colts. I am. And they are doing okay? With it. If I said they're doing okay, would you be comfortable with that? Yeah, I mean, b- better than expected when your starting quarterback retires unexpectedly a week before the season starts. Because they're 6-5. and five. They're right in the chase. Yeah, we lost a big one to the Texans a that, week ago a week on ago Thursday Night Football. Yeah. And, you know, big divisional game. We'd already beat them once, so it's 
even, but we'd still have to catch up to them because we're a game behind now. But t- the Titans are playing really good football because they figured out that they need to just give the ball to Derrick Henry because he's incredible and hard to stop. Mm-hmm. And I, with us, it's D's good. We got a good running game. We can run the ball. O-line's really good. Jacoby Brissett is kind of hurt and kind of playing on one leg. So I, I don't know, even if we snuck into the playoffs, how far we could even go. But it's fun to at least have a competitive team, when, like I said, when your QB goes down mm-hmm. and retires a week before the season starts. So so as a Colts fan, how did, what was your reaction to that? Were you, you, know, were you irritated? Uh, were, were you like, okay, I get it. He's well, thinking about his... What do they say? That, like, There's like seven life. stages of grief or something. <laughs> I honestly like I th- I went through went all through? of them. Yeah, like cuz I was mad and I and then I I was shocked and then there was the disbelief part and then you kind of became understanding and accepting and you say to yourself like, "Oh, why would this guy retire? How could you do that to your team?" But then you look at the other side of it and say, "Well, he wants to be able to walk at 60 and you know, if you're doing it for your health and and your family, and it's it's your choice, man. Do what you want to do. But if he pops up in the league a year from now, then I'll be really mad. Okay. Like if you just wanted to bow out because you were a little bit hurt and didn't want to go through rehab again, or wanted to change organizations but not have everybody been mad at you, or if he goes to the XFL where his dad's the commissioner, if some oh, yeah, that's right. if something like that happens, I'm going to be really mad. If he stays out of football, I'll be happy. But it's like imagine being a Lions fan when when Barry Sanders retired when he did. I'm sure, I'm sure you were mad at the time. The Kubler-Ross model outlines the five stages of oh, grief. Oh, good. There you go. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I think I did all those, yeah. Well, we're hitting on a lot of topics. This That's is what I'm here this for. This is a great, yep. great half hour. Uh, this texture says, our 16-year-old is named Cam after Cam Neely, and by the way, he goes to school with a girl named Peyton. Yes. Another texture says, hi, Reed. My uh, son named his daughter Peyton, but I think it was from a popular book from the 1960s, Peyton Place. Still a good name. And Norman, a combine writing, he's checking in again. My man. Well, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if you're going to say this after. <laughs> oh, no. Norm's taking go, a shot at me. He says, go Texans. Colts are not good. You know, I think, Norm, text in and let me know if you have me on Facebook. Because I have a Norm that listens to Kissin' Country on Facebook. And he's a big Texans and Astros fan. <laughs> and I think this is Norman, a combine. Be Norman, a combine. And if you say go Texans, I say, how about them Astros? If you're the same guy. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Norman a combine. That is some good stuff. My guy. Uh, well, we got a, we got quite a bit of feedback. I, we can't go through every uh, every name. It's named too much. Hey, but do you have an NFL good. team? Do I have a favorite NFL team? Yeah. Yeah, Seattle. Seattle Seahawks. Why? Uh, honestly, I didn't have a favorite NFL team until 2004. Right. When I went to Seattle to watch a game, and then I just... Doesn't that do it? Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah, I sort of I knew I was going, so I started following them more close. I mean, I've always watched the NFL. I, I guess maybe early '90s, I liked the Giants a little bit. Sure. Like when I liked that Hostetler story and all that when he was the backup. Yeah. But yeah, until yeah, I guess I was 30 before I actually said, okay, I have a favorite NFL. Now, was the game was Matt Hasselbeck still the quarterback? Yeah. Because one, of, that's one of my favorite NFL moments ever. When they went to overtime against Green Bay in the playoffs, that had already happened. I think <laughs> we're going to take the ball and we're going to score, and yeah. then immediately throws a pick six. Yeah, that greatest had, moment. That had already that had already happened. I went. I think I went after that. So not and bad. Didn't so they get the ball punt, and then Green Bay punted back to them, and then he threw the interception. Maybe I just know the call, and then the well, pick yeah, six. it was it was still, awesome. it was a, still a, a silly thing. But to not say. bad for you. So you choose Seattle in 04, and then don't they go to the Super Bowl in 06? 
Yes, I saw. Yeah, the '05 season to they went yeah. to the '06 Super Bowl. I believe. Yeah, so that's I, pretty I, good I, for you. I, I think the year I went, they wound up nine and seven or eight. Is that the wrap-up music? That is the same Norfolk <laughs> Combine. That's my guy. That that is your guy. How about that Astros, Norm? Tell Greg my wife Tracy won the Luck jersey last year at Hooters. Oh, that's my guy. That's, that's right. That's yeah, we did Thursday night footballs together all year. Oh, it was right. great. So you've met him. Yeah, did I he, know did Norm. He come in his combine? He did not. I don't know. I didn't check the parking lot. <laughs> I, I like Norm. It's like he signs at Norm because then I always get a vision. Then of you him know, right? In the combine, and he gets out his phone and he's got to text me. Uh, all right, you, can, let's do five more minutes after the news. Yeah, you sure. You have to get home to Peyton. No, I don't. All right. She's probably more, asleep. A little more with Greg Reynolds after the news. <laughs> oh, and we got this story. Uh, the Edmonton Prospects, the latest on their lease, and a Zamboni from Rexall Place, Northlands Coliseum, is for sale. We'll, uh, we'll have that as well. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers, representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. Devils leading the Canadians 4-3 after two. 10-6, Saints up on the Falcons. Two-minute warning in the first half. Bears beat the Lions 24-20. Bills knocked off the Cowboys 26-15. Oilers practice today. They will host the Vancouver Canucks on Saturday, 6.30 face-off show, game at 8, right here on 6.30 Chet. There's a Zamboni for sale. We'll have that story in about uh, 8 to 10 minutes. And uh, also the latest on the lease with the Edmonton prospects at REMAX Field. Greg Reynolds is in studio from Kissing Country 103.9. If you're just joining us, he uh, recently had a child named her Peyton after Peyton Manning. So we've had people texting in. Have you or anybody ever named uh, a kid after an athlete? What's the story? 780-496-0063. This one is not sports-related, but we have to read it. You loved it as soon as you were like, i got to do this one. A buddy of mine who was a Trekkie named his son James Kirk, and he just had another son named him Jean-Luc. I like when there's cool stories like that's that behind names. That's this. incredible. My, mine's so boring. I was like, Mom, Dad, what, how did you get my name? I don't know. We picked it from a book or something. No, you're well, a two G's, Greg. Well, yeah. technically a three G's, Greg. Yeah, so G-R- Gregory is my full name, but it, it's it's one G O R Y. But then when you shorten it, for some reason, my parents tacked on an extra G when you shorten it. Oh, really? And so it, it makes no sense, and there's no rhyme or reason. They just let, thought it looked better, and so it's been annoying my whole life. I didn't know. I didn't realize you were Gregory because I assumed with the two G's that you were just named no. Greg. No. Yeah. No. And Gregory is not with the 2G. It's a whole thing. Oh, wow. None of it makes sense. Because sometimes when there's a unique spelling like that, it's the parents have said, no, it's the short form of the... Like, I remember I I, I worked with a guy once, and he had a son, Jake, and just accidentally, or out of not paying attention, I I called him Jacob. Uh Uh-oh. And he said, hey, read it like it's just Jake. His name is Jake. It's not short for anything. So I thought, Greg, it was with the 2Gs. It was like, hey, we're emphasizing. Yeah, that would make a lot more sense, right? Not so much. Your parents don't make any sense. No, I've said that to them many times. And, like, I don't even know. Has there ever been a, uh athlete named Greg that did anything important? Greg Luganus, off the top of my head. Perfect. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Greg. No, it has to be. G's. I guess. Oh, sorry. Right at the end, yeah. Uh, I'm just searching Greg athlete. <laughs> 
Greg Rutherford is a retired British track and field athlete who oh, specializes in long jump. That must be what I'm named after. That's, That's why I'm so good at long it's jump. One, it's 1G, though. Dang it. It's 1G. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, I think you have a cool name. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Now, dare I ask this? Is your, is your name Reynolds? Yeah. Because sometimes, especially on the music side of the radio industry, people will like. I think trick that's going away. I, it I is don't. A little bit, yeah. I don't think like back in the nineties. There's. I'm not. I'm not coming on like. Hey, it's Crazy Cam in the afternoons. I'm like, no. My name is Greg Reynolds. Hi, nice to meet you. Uh, here's a good. You're gonna love this. My mother just texted me, and oh. I can't believe I forgot. I, this didn't. I, I can't believe this person didn't come to my mind first before Greg Luganis because I'm a huge golf fan, and this guy is Norman. Greg Norman, despite. The fact he only won two majors. The shark. The shark. Greg Norman might be. He might be the best Greg athlete of all time. Just well, almost a better businessman than golfer. No, he's a. He was a great golfer. Yeah, but he's made he was just so known for much losing money in big tournaments. But he won a ton of money. He won a ton of tournaments. But in the majors, he, he often didn't pull. Yeah, out. but he he's he's made so much money off of. What is it? The wine. His wine and his and his and his clothing collection. Guy's smart. And oh, sure. Super rich. Like, if he just retired off his golf stuff, he'd be rich. But he's mega rich because he's so smart in business. Yeah. That's what I want to do. One of my the quirkiest golf, golf stats of all time, John Daly, Greg Norman, same number of majors. That is wild, actually. Yeah. Who would you rather play around with? Well, probably Daly. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you might be able to beat him if he had a bad day. <laughs> he might just walk off after 11 Plus, holes. like, I want to see him hit a drive off of a beer can, and I want to see how many darts he goes <laughs> through through right. 18 holes. And... <laughs> that, that would be one of my all-time sports fantasies, is to just play around with yeah. Mickelson, whoever. Even if they didn't really want to socialize with you that much, just to see you're right there with them yeah. how they hit the ball shots you would think oh well he can't he can't get it from here and then you know some crazy spinner like that that would be a that's why line. i think i'd want to play with bubba cuz bubba just creates these ridiculous shots and angles and curves around trees whereas most people play the let's try and get it as straight as possible maybe a little fade whatever and and bubba's just like i'm gonna hit it a mile loopy here and then around this tree and i'm gonna create this shot and he's never taken a lesson in his life i think he'd be super and he's got those souped up golf carts here's another all-time great greg maddox oh yeah Pitcher, he's a good one. i should have thought of yeah, him too yeah, well. choked in the moment i told you i am a country radio guy you're the sports guy I'm asking well, hey, I questions. knew Greg Luganis, which is, <laughs> I guess I went a little more. Well, I mean, he was pretty famous. He missed a couple of the big ones, but that's fine. Well, I'm going to dismiss you so you can go home to your family. Appreciate you. Be a dad and a husband. You uh, have, we'll have me to on do this time. more often. You're an absolute pleasure to talk to. You are, uh, you're, you're a credit to our company. <laughs> We neither of us could get through that one being serious. <laughs> that is Greg Reynolds. There's Just lucky Zamb- not being fired. He's on Kissing Country 103.9. There's a Zamboni for sale. We'll tell you how and why next. <laughs> You're listening to 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right, this is pretty cool. A 1996 Zamboni that was used at Northlands Coliseum is for sale for $35,000. One of the guys behind the sale, former United Sport and Cycle owner, Wilf Brooks. Wilf, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you. It's great to have you on the show. 
So, I, I don't know if I've ever started an interview this way, but let's do it. I heard you got a Zamboni for sale. <laughs> I do. We do. I don't, but we do. Yeah. Okay, so tell me uh, how this, tell me, first of all, tell me how you came into the possession of, of the Zamboni. Let's start there. Well, Reed, uh, I'm, I guess, one of the founders of a new not-for-profit called Alberta Rinka Dream Society, where we look to help communities help themselves rebuild or salvage or bring back outdoor or even some indoor rinks. And uh, we were introduced to the uh, project that they were liquidating Rexall Place assets, sadly, very sadly. And so we got involved with a company um, uh, global Arena, Global Sport Resources, who were looking at a bunch of the assets. And so the Rink of Dreams team uh, picked up the one Zamboni uh, and the all the rink boards and about 20 lockers out of the oiler dressing room that were left and also some of the seats, which, of course, the public has been able to buy as well. And we took ownership of that and then went to work to try and liquidate it, sell it, to help communities, and to raise a few bucks for Rink of Dreams. All right, so so it's all for a great cause, which is uh, which is really cool. And I understand, that, like, the ad for the Zamboni is, is on Kijiji. That's how people can go check it out? Yes, there's um, a group, I just forget the name, and I'm, I'm sorry, but they can find me too. They're a reseller of... Um, uh, rink products and things. So we put it on through them, and um, that's where it sits on Kijiji. And they're, I hope, accepting offers, or I hope somebody will find me and we'll get this done. And Rink of Dreams and Sports Central, which you probably know about, will both be benefactors of the sale of the Zamboni. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sports Central, incredible organization as well. Do you know if there's been any interest yet? I, I don't know exactly how long the listing has been up, but have you had anybody uh, reach out that you'd be willing to to tell us about? Well, what I know so far is uh, they listed it at $35,000, which I, I was told it's about a $90,000 item new. It's older in years. It's a 96, but given that it was over there at Northland, it would have been, they always had about four of them there, of course. But So it would have been well-maintained and in great shape is my take on it. So we've had so far offers anywhere from $15,000 upwards, but not up that far. And um, so it's not been sold, and it won't be sold for that much money. So... Th- how did you all? How did your group ultimately set the price? I mean, I know you mentioned what they're they're worth new, but I got to admit, Wolf, I've been watching Zambonis go around rinks all my life, and I <laughs> I, I wouldn't know how much to list one for if it came to that. <laughs> well, how I did it was I reached out to a few people who'd bought in the last while, and a couple of projects we worked with uh, with uh, Rink of Dreams who who bought them, you know. And uh, it seemed to be between twenty and forty thousand dollars as a fair market price, and we felt there's a little value in it where it came from nostalgia. If someone really, you know, thinks that's any use to them, no benefit to them, and so we said, let's go with thirty-five. I talked to one uh, community group, Rich Valley, 
who uh, wound up with the boards, by the way, out of um, uh, Rex Hall or out of the Coliseum. And if you recall back last year's Craft Hockeyville, they were one of the four finalists. Yep. And they were raising money to fix their ice plant and get new rink boards. Well, they weren't. They didn't get the big bucks. But through that, we found them. You know, Reed, uh, uh, an old colleague of mine, Ken Hitchcock, was coaching the Oilers at the time and sent me a text, and he goes, Brooks, better check out that Rich Valley project. I went, we went out there, our young president, Josh Durko, and myself, and they got wound up with the boards. And uh, the lady there said they had just bought a Zamboni not long ago, you know, for about 35000 So it's just where we started, that's all. And I understand if it, if it doesn't sell, um, you know, you still got some ideas for how it can be used and, and help out. Well, um, I uh, would be very approachable subject to insurance and subject to who it might be. Like one of your sister stations, I think, is uh, Kissing Radio. Absolutely. And I put Chris Sheets on this thing, no different than he drives around on a frickin' tractor, and uh, let him drive around. Uh, he can flood the roads, as far as I'm concerned, if it can raise money for someone like Sports Central. Well, that's awesome. And if you give Chris an idea, he'll take it. <laughs> I know that. He's, well, not, he's not shy. <laughs> I've worked with Chris since he was very young, uh, you know, because I've been around the, the industry and the hockey world for years and uh that's exactly right so one way or the other we're going to maximize the opportunity for the community out of this damn zamboni and we've got those lockers we've uh through some auctions we've raised money for different uh cancer and a couple other things we've got a value on them now of 3500 bucks we fix them up real nice and people can own them so we'll slowly work our way through everything well, Wilf, this is a really cool story. I, I mean, unique enough to begin with that, that a Zamboni is for sale, but plus you're, you're trying to do so much good with it, uh, which is really awesome. I'll just kind of leave it open. Did, did I miss anything that is important about this story or, or, that, or that people should know? Uh, no, I think you've pretty much covered it, Reed. I appreciate that. Uh, is that it's there to help the community, and it's a piece of our sport history. And, uh, like, you know, the players' boxes, uh, uh, the different things there, uh, we need to hang on to that. It was uh, it brought a tear to a lot of our eyes the day the city started demolishing that building. And But, you know, it is what it is. So we thought if we could keep some of the pieces in play, they, they would always have a bit of a life. Is that a fair way to say it? Absolutely, Wilf. That's very well said. Hey, appreciate your time. I hope we keep in touch about this story and, and other things that you're working on. Really cool. Thank you. No problem. Always nice to be part of the City of Champions. Excellent stuff. Wilf Brooks, former owner of United Sport and Cycle, now helping out with the Rink of Dreams Society, and they have the Zamboni from Northlands Coliseum for sale. It's on Kijiji. You can check it there, 35000 bucks, and all the money's uh, going to go to uh, Sports Central and the uh, Rink of Dreams Society. Really cool. Really cool. This portion of Inside Sports presented by Furnace Family. Experience the Furnace Family difference. Your furnace replacement specialist with over 500 five-star Google reviews. Call 7804 family or visit FurnaceFamily.com. Uh, we've been keeping an eye on this story with Remax Field and the Edmonton Prospects who now get a one-year 
extension on their lease with the city. The prospects are owned by Patrick Cassidy. Patrick, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Not too bad, Reed. Thanks for having me again. It's always great to talk to you. We've always appreciated uh, having you on the show, and, and especially through this uh, story about the prospects uh, pursuing a, a new lease for for Remax Field. I know you, you have been after something a little longer term, but you do have a one-year extension for 2020. So can you just kind of tell me how, uh, how it all arrived at this and how you're feeling about things? Well, I guess at the end of the day, we did end up getting that 50-year extension we talked about a long time ago, and that was, was part of uh, the original four-year agreement. Um, yeah, uh, we spent a lot of time working on uh, a 10-year deal. Um, went back and forth, uh, you know, the city went back and forth, and uh, I guess, you know, I guess what they're saying is it, they just ran out of time in terms of putting that type of thing together. Um, you know, and there's another group involved and us, and, and it got complicated. And and in the meantime, the, the time clock uh, moves on, and uh, we got a season coming for next year, and we got teams in the league that are getting anx- you know, anxious to, to know what's going on. So I think, uh, you know, uh, common sense prevailed for the time being, and we kind of put that longer-term vision on the shelf for now and, uh, you know, decided it's time to get down to some business for next year. So, and so, so, you know, uh, mixed emotions, I guess you ask me how I, how I feel. Obviously, we'd have, we would have loved to have gotten something long-term done. That's, our, that's, our, that's been our, our strategy and our goal for quite some time now. Um, but at the same, by the same token, you know, we, we've got to deal with, with uh, the here and now and, and move, move forward for next year. So some of that, uh, and correct me if I'm, I'm misremembering stuff, Patrick, but I know we talked in the past, uh, maybe some new turf, some new lights, some other upgrades to the stadium. Does that... that kind of has to remain on hold for now is that a fair summary? well yes and no okay. yes and no we uh, we uh, we have been uh, informed a, a number of times now that by the city that they've actually gone ahead and uh, procured lights so the, the ballpark will be getting lights i think i'm not sure it's going to happen this fall yet or this winter or early in the spring but it's uh, it's on their schedule of things to do so uh that's that's an extremely positive thing and and uh you know, bodes well for the the long term vision for the facility. As far as our uh, our, our new super duper uh, electronic board, yeah, that's probably going to have to wait, and the turf may have to wait as well until we can get something, uh, you know, some some longer term picture put in place here. Okay, uh, you, you mentioned that there's a, another group involved. Is this? You know, somebody that potentially you could work with, or is this something it's probably going to come down to? It's 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 the prospects or or, or somebody else. How would you, how would you characterize that as we move along here? Well, I'd like I like to think of myself as kind of a you know creative, flexible guy, and if somebody were to come and sit down and actually uh, talk to us about some ideas, we'd we'd be more more than willing to sit down and, and talk and listen and. And, and see if there's some way of, of, of making some bigger picture vision idea work out. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, we got a ballpark that, that needs some TLC, and uh, they want to incorporate it into a grander vision for the uh, the river crossing project, which I think is you know absolutely a, you know a very exciting project for this city. And, uh, you know, we've got a ball team, and if there's a group that's, I think there's a group, and the group is trying to, you know, get involved in the bigger picture to some degree. And, uh, you know, by, by the same token, the, the ballpark needs a team, and, and we provide that. And 
and a lot of excitement down in the River Valley. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe there's a fit, but it's the type of thing where you, you need to communicate and talk about it and throw some ideas out on the table from my perspective. Okay. All right. So you're looking ahead for 2020, and yep. uh, that's always exciting because the All-Star Game's coming here, right? We are doing the All-Star Game again, and uh, it's going to be a, a two-day event this year. We haven't got all the details worked out. We've been busy trying to secure a ballpark. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, we've got uh, – uh, it's scheduled, I believe, for July 17th, 18th. We've uh, moved it back a little bit. We uh, aligned it with the start of K-Days. And, you know, just to, just to try to create some, some extra excitement and festivity for the city and, and – uh, and, uh, you know, this is actually one of the ideas that Terry Jones came up with. We'll give him credit for that. And uh, we're hoping for bigger and better this coming year. And hopefully we'll get a little cooperation from Mother Nature this year. Right. Good call. Because, yes, there, there were some challenges last summer. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To say yeah. to say the least. Second, rain, second rainiest summer in 138 years in Edmonton. So, yeah, it was we were paling a lot of water off the field last year. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, Patrick, again, we've always appreciated the updates throughout this story. I know you continue to, to, to work hard there with the prospects, and uh, thanks for updating everybody on uh, where we're at. I, I know, obviously, we're going to talk in the meantime, but uh, all the best rolling into 2020 here. Appreciate it. Patrick Cassidy, owner of the Edmonton Prospects. The Canadians just scored, but they trail New Jersey 5-4 with 11 minutes left. 17-9, Saints lead the Falcons at the half. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.